This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Oh, yeah. Or Seis de Mayo. Would it be Seis de Mayo? You're the one that knows no, Spanish. Cinco. I know, but they're going to be hearing this tomorrow. Monday. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it would be. So, happy Seis de Mayo, everybody. My counterpart here and I in enjoying a nice cerveza, a little Corona with lime. You know how we do Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so, yeah. I uh, hope everybody had a nice, safe holiday. Hope everybody is uh, enjoying the the NBA playoffs that the Magic are sitting at home yeah, for. Yeah, no longer in, but uh, that's all right. So, Will, uh, just like we did last week, we're, we'll do a quick around the the league, around the NBA, and the the playoffs right now. Let's go for it. Not spend too much time on it. Last last week we went uh, a little bit over. Uh, right now, the um, the Bucks lead the Celtics two to one in that series. Uh, Milwaukee won the other night in Boston, one twenty three to one sixteen. And then the other night, the Blazers and the the Nuggets had that crazy four overtime four overtimes, game. Yeah. Uh, now Portland leads two to one. They won that game one forty to one thirty seven. Shout out to CJ going yeah, off. Yeah, CJ went off. Rodney Hood though, a couple of huge mm-hmm. shots in the end of yeah. that game. What, what's that quadruple overtime? Yep. Freaking good grief, man. And then yesterday, uh, the Rockets won their first game of the series in Houston. One twenty in overtime. One twenty six to one twenty one. I don't like. I, Anybody that follows me on Twitter, you can see my Twitter bio is a LeBron James truther. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe that LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time, but we won't get into that today. Yeah, but we'll just... I just want to – I just the one thing I do want to point out really fast is, you know, they're down by like five points or whatever in overtime, and Steph has a wide-open lane to the basket, tries it, to dunk, dunk it, yeah. and got stuffed. Had that been LeBron, like it would have been over on CNN. It would have been yeah, national news LeBron today. LeBron's 6'8". And, uh, yeah, I, I got that. And now, um, actually, as of right now, um, the Nuggets and the Trailblazers, the Nuggets are up 39-35 to 35 couple minutes into the the second quarter the Raptors beat the 76ers today to to steal home court back now that series is, is tied at, at two games apiece so uh tomorrow the the Celtics and the Bucks will be back at it in Milwaukee no I'm sorry in Boston uh as Boston will for try to four, yeah. for game four as Boston will try to tie up that series and the Rockets and the Warriors are back at it again so I think the, the those series have been a little bit more interesting than you and I thought it was going to be, especially the uh, 76ers and, and Raptors. I kind of – I think we said that we thought the Raptors were going to take care of them in like five or six. Really? At least I did. I don't know. I don't I, know what I you thought. I don't remember. Yeah, we'll just see how yeah. it goes. So anyways, uh, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our top five moments from the 2018-2019 Orlando Magic season. Yeah. Our top five Magic moments. No affiliation with the Orlando Magic. Let's just let's just be yeah. clear on that. But uh, so let's go. Uh, we'll start with number five. So Will and I we kind of talked about these beforehand, and, and we agreed mostly on these. Number five, uh, we're going to go ahead with the uh, T. Ross, Terrence Ross, Human Torch, the go ahead three that he had against Philadelphia, November fourteenth. The Magic ended up winning that game, one eleven to one hundred six. Terrence, you know, gets a, a pick from Vooch has uh Joel Embiid and Mike Muscala right in his face just rises Tough over shot. yeah hits that shot the the thing that was most memorable to me and we actually saw the replay it just felt like every other night watching the magic games is 
Terrence hits that three. You know, at that point, he still had, like, the cornrows going on. Yeah. Comes down, slaps his chest, slaps his thighs. I remember watching that game live and thinking, like, like Ooh. man, like, that's <laughs> that's got to hurt, like, slapping <laughs> your thighs that hard. No, but. he hit him real hard, too. And yeah, his for real. Chest, like, yeah, like, he was He, he was had to have up. been bruised up the next morning. Yeah, exactly. But That was crazy. Yeah, that was just a— But such a big shot from, from Terrence. Yeah, like. just— and that's what we got out of him, you know, just all season long, just so many times would, would bail us out with threes like that. Uh, number four, um, we, actually there's two moments here, but we decided to kind of put them into one. We just kind of thought it was pretty fitting. The Evan Fournier game winners. The first was November 5th against Cleveland at the buzzer. The Magic win 102 to 100. So tie game at that point. Evan Fournier, you know, um, it's an out-of-bounds play. Evan Fournier gets the ball at the yep. the top of the key, kind of fakes Jetty Osman out. I don't know if he had enough time to take a dribble to his left or not, but then pulled up from the, the top of the key, and he hits that shot and then just gets mobbed, you know, by, you know, the the entire, you know, Orlando Magic bench and, yeah, he, and he, everything like that. Like you said, he fakes him out. Take, he does take that dribble to the left, pulls up, and, yeah, and makes that shot. Such a big shot. These guys – this season with especially Evan just those two shots that we're about to talk you know that we're talking about yeah outside of that you know we've talked about the fact that he didn't really have a a great season but it's shots like that that you know previous years Frank Vogel and now Steve Clifford feel comfortable yeah giving him the ball in that kind of situation those are the shots that you know we we see him knock him down and then we're like this is the potential this guy can can have and make shots big shots for our team so hopefully next season you know he he makes big shots, just like more of them. Yeah, like in this situation, it's like the clock is you know winding down. You know the game is tied, so even if he misses no it, real like pressure. you're you're going to overtime. Yeah. But sometimes like he'll take a shot and it's like no no yes, you know what I mean? Like you think that it's a yeah, bad I'm, shot. Then, I'm telling you, I said it, it goes in. I said it a couple pods ago that he reminds me of Hito. I like <laughs> those those shots where you just you're like don't do it, don't do it. Ah uh, yes, he made it. Thank you. So, yeah, but big shots. And then the other one um, against Detroit about a, a month and a half after that one. Once again, game is tied. Just a couple seconds left. Evan gets the ball at the the top of the key, kind of runs around, and then shoots that floater in the lane over Andre Drummond. Magic win 109 to 107 December 30th. Just another one of these, like, I hate when he drives into the lane and then, you know, throws up those floaters because – he just doesn't really seem to. I don't know the exact percentage, but he just doesn't seem to make very many of them. Yeah. But if if that's a shot that he can knock down like consistently, that just kind of opens up the rest of his game. But huge shot over you know seven footer Andre Drummond. Yeah, I would say uh, that's definitely something he should work on this summer. Just you know hitting those floaters. If he if he starts making those consistently, then he might be a keeper. Well, this kind of just came to mind, and right now I'm going to take a, a second just to uh, pull up the final standings of the season, but just the implications that that shot had, you know, kind of on, you know, the the playoff picture. So the Magic, you know, they only end up finishing one game over Detroit. Now, yeah, I mean, the Orlando Magic won their division, and um, Detroit came in third in their division, so they're with Milwaukee and, and Indiana. But had we lost that game to Detroit, I don't, I don't remember exactly what our head-to-head record was against Detroit. But if Evan Fournier, and the reason we haven't done research is this, this literally just came to my mind. Yeah. Evan Fournier doesn't hit that shot. Maybe we go into overtime. 
maybe we lose. Maybe we're the eighth seed instead of the seventh seed, and then we well, end that, up playing that Milwaukee. That goes along with you know, the three big shots that we just talked about. If Terrence doesn't hit that shot, and then the two shots that Evan just hit, we could be talking about those three losses and possibly not even being in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So number three, uh, we're going to you know talk about Vucevic making the all-star team. I mean, the first all-star in, in at least seven, seven years, years yeah. that the team has had the best season, you know, that he's had in his mm-hmm. career. And we were that was like right in the midst of when we really started to make that run where, you know, we, we beat Milwaukee, we beat Charlotte right before the all-star break, blew the, the doors off, off of Charlotte actually in that game. But it was just like, man, like we finally, we've been waiting all this time to have, you know, another all-star. Yeah. So for him, just so like deserving to be on the all-star team, didn't really play that well in the all-star game. Just, he kind of seemed like he was just happy to be there, which you, I mean, you can't blame yeah, the guy feel like anybody and his would. style of play just doesn't really, you know, match the all-star game. I mean, unless he would have been out there jacking up yeah, threes. You're, you're mostly the all-star games, mostly for like the superstars, you know, your Steph, your LeBron's. Um, then you get guys like, like Vooch, um, they're like you just said, you know, they're just there for a good time to be on the, on the team and stuff like that. So got to, got to play with his idol, you know, Dirk Nowitzki. They got to, you know, spend some time together. So yeah, just Vooch making the all-star team was just huge. Kind of got the eyes back on, you know, the magic rewards a guy for, you know, working really, really hard and working hard to get better defensively but also once again expanding you know his range to the three-point line and just I mean just became a a great playmaker for the Magic and um, we'll talk in you know in a few weeks about his free agency what that's going to look like this summer what we think the Magic should pay him should we bring him back should we not bring him back but at the end of the day like Vooch played terribly in the playoffs but he was the guy that got us there and for me at least that goes a long way. You know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, him, him. You know, um, what was that when that was it like a Thursday night or something like that on TNT when they were announcing, um, you know, the the All Star, you know, reserves. Yeah. Uh, for him, just for him to make it, just couldn't be happier for him. Um, my wife was able to find because at the time, I couldn't figure out whether with it with the new format how it's like Team LeBron and and Team Giannis and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what team was going to be wearing the white jerseys and, and which team was going to be wearing the black jerseys. So I told my wife at the in the moment. I said if I had a choice, I told her I wanted to get a Vooch All Star jersey. I told her I wanted to get the the black one. Yeah. Well, they ended up wearing the white ones in the game, but she had to order it from like the NBA Europe site or really? something crazy. Yeah, and I didn't get it for like almost three weeks. But now just to have that and. I'll be able to wear that for years and years and years and just always look back on on this season, which apart from the 09, you know, finals run, like, I mean, I was, what, like 15, like 15, 15 or 16 six, at the time 16 yeah. in high school. And, you know, the Magic had all, always, from the time that I was watching them, had always been kind of fairly competitive. Like the, the late T-Mac days, you know, they made a couple of playoff runs and then it was a little bit rough when, you know, Dwight first came, first came in, in but yeah. we, you had that guy that you looked at like, okay, things might be a little bit rough right now, but we know that this guy is like the future, MVP, right? you know, defensive player of the year, perennial all-star type, you know, caliber talent. So I was yeah. like, okay, everything's going to be okay. So I didn't appreciate that as much as I probably should have in the moment. Now, you know, being an adult and just watching them struggle for, you know, six, seven years, 
I'll this to me is right now is probably my all time favorite season as a Magic fan. Well, I would say these these past six seven years have been the longest stretch of like just us being so bad in the franchise's history. In the franchise's history, so like you said, you know, spending six seven years of just watching the team struggle and struggle and struggle, and then Vooch comes, All Star, we make the playoffs. It's just like. You know, you appreciate it more. Don't no spoilers. We we got we got a few a few more minutes left on oh, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep going here. So number two um, is going to be the the DJ game winner in Toronto, game one of the NBA playoffs, one hundred four to one hundred one. At you know, Gasol has a wide open three in the corner that that rims out, bounces out. Yeah, thing is Vooch you know gets the rebound, gives it to Aaron Gordon, who then gives it to DJ. He comes down, runs the clock down, pick. And roll pick, with, yeah. with with Vooch, on, yeah. Sets the pick on Kawhi. Kawhi thinks they're switching. Yeah, Gasol kind of steps has up. Has no idea really. what's happening. Steps off of DJ. DJ rises up, hits that three, and I mean, I went freaking crazy yeah. in my house. I was screaming. My voice. I I'm pretty sure I could taste like my larynx bursting. I like tasted that metallic, like blood taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of disgusting. I got the same thing when we you know clinched the playoffs, but I, I just thought it was so cool. Like. After that shot, just like the like Orlando Magic like attention just kind of like exploded. Like, oh man! At, I mean, at the time we thought we were really going to make this a series. We're like, oh yeah, we're, well, we were talking we're so much. Like, yeah. oh, we're you know up one zero. You know, there's some kind of weird bird outside my house right now. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but it sounds like something prehistoric. I don't know. So apologize yeah. if you guys if if we're picking that up right now. But um, but like you said, like um, and I. I lost track of what I was saying. T- talking about the talking Raptors, about prehistoric. Okay. Um, yeah, so we DJ DJ makes that shot. We go up one zero. Um, we win the game in in Toronto. We take home home court advantage, and like all other like great Magic fans, we're all just like, we're gonna sweep. No, you know, I, we're gonna sweep. I don't know if anybody's no, said but, that, uh, but you know, we thought we'd make it more a little bit more competitive than than it, it ended up being, being. but. Such a big shot by DJ. Yeah, and then like I said, just like everybody's like, "Oh man!" Like um, my brother-in-law a couple years ago, we were at Carmen and I. My wife Carmen and I were at when we were season ticket holders. We were at a season ticket holder like event that they had, mm-hmm. and I got to to meet DJ. And Carmen's brother is the biggest DJ Augustine fan that I know. He his his favorite line is. DJ's the coldest point guard in the league, man. I'm telling you. So I FaceTimed him while while we were there talking to DJ, and he he told DJ, he's like, "Hey, bro, you're the coldest point guard in the game, yeah. baby." So uh, his his birthday was a couple weeks before this playoff game, and his girlfriend bought him a the this season's like the the white with the blue pinstripes, a, a DJ Augustine jersey. Just we have, I really believe we have the cleanest jerseys in the league, just like all together. Yeah, but. He texted me right after that, him, you know, wearing that jersey. Bro, I've been telling you, DJ's the coldest point guard in the league. So, um, but that was just an awesome moment. And then to see all the fans that were, you know, on Wall Street. If you haven't already, go back to the the six-man Twitter. I, I I know we've retweeted it, but it's it's a worker that was in his office across the street from the the Wall Street Plaza and he's he f- with his his phone films the screen in front of him and it the the caption was like 
uh, gotta love broadcast delays because DJ hits that three. He pans around to the Wall Street uh, Plaza where all the Magic fans are, are watching, and then about three seconds later, that's when they got the feed that yeah. he hit that three, and they just all go crazy. And then you saw all the videos of everybody down there. It was just, I mean, that like week span of making the playoffs, DJ hitting. I can't remember. I mean, other than the playoff, you know, the finals run, just a more exciting time to to be a Magic fan. It was just yeah, like, and it, it's it's something else to like witness it because like the playoff, like when we went to the finals, neither you or I actually went to Orlando to physically witness the playoffs. You know, we were a little too young for that. So now being older and getting to go to these playoff games and seeing yeah. downtown and how much it's like. Just the atmosphere the, the, has changed. The, just the city embraced the team. Yeah, I mean, you're you're driving down I four and you're seeing go magic signs and just you know we went to uh, the next day we went to the outlets and uh, outside the outlets there's this like small little like amusement park and even on their little rinky dink sign it said like go magic so like we living so far away from Orlando we never see people you know embrace the magic but even going to Orlando you know these past few years you just don't really see like a lot of love from the city for the magic. So being able to see that and to be able to experience that, witness that, like I said, this is, I will probably remember this, you know, outside of if we, you know, make deep playoff runs into the finals and things like that, this will be one of my fondest seasons, you know, as a, as a magic fan. And yeah. Cause you see the it was team just capped off by that shot. You see the team struggling and then just them being able to come back from the struggle and the way we came back to make the playoffs. is just, it was crazy Absolutely. after seven years. Definitely, like. man. Uh, number one. So, I mean, most people are going to guess what this is. If it wasn't number two, it's got to be number one. So the Orlando Magic clinching their first playoff berth in seven years in Boston, April 7th. The Magic win 116 to 108. So going into that game, we knew that if we did not win that game, then the the game, I think it was either the, the next night or... Uh, two nights from that, when we played the Hornets, we knew that was going to be basically like a play-in game for the Magic to to get into the playoffs. So, yeah. like the guys came into this game like, oh, you know what? Like we need to win this game. Like we don't want any part of playing Charlotte. Yeah, we smoked them right before the All Star break, but before that, they had beaten us like some like thirteen straight. Yeah, they times. beat us a bunch of times. So, but just the being down by thirteen in the first half, then the Magic come back, go up fourteen. In the fourth quarter, then the Celtics went on like a 13-0 run. And then, you know, Evan Fournier has a big dunk. Aaron Gordon has a, a big layup. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams knocks down a couple big free throws. Aaron Gordon knocks down big free throws. Yeah. So to win that game and then just to see everybody. I mean, if, if you haven't, if you're a Magic fan and you're either like just coming to the six-man show, you just found us, or you haven't listened, just scroll down in your, your podcast feed. Go to our episode titled unbridled joy and that was just like one big love fest of the magic making the playoffs you hear mine and will's live reaction you know well, to, i mean to that, making it's the mostly playoffs. yours once again i'm yeah. pretty sure i burst a couple larynx that I'm night sure. but yeah we were you know at your house i'm a little bit louder than will yeah watching the game and that was crazy yeah that was, was just so much fun to watch i that just game. oh man just like that's what i mean just looking back on that like i just can't help but smile like that's just everything that going and, through yeah and I love the um, just coach after the game telling telling the guys, you know, congratulations on this win. But we got so much more coming up, you know, enjoy it tonight. But then, you know, just look look to the future want more. and want more. Yeah. Um, so that was great. But that, that win, you know, just knowing that 
we're finally in the playoffs. Like that yeah. excitement, and we knew that we were going to be able to go mm-hmm. to the game. And yeah, the blue and white man. ignite, and everything yep. started. And man, that was insane. Yeah, and now that you mentioned, you know what, what you know, Coach Cliff, you know, kind of echoed after that game. I can't wait to see how these guys come back. I know that we're still four or five months away, but like how they come back, like in preseason, like to see their focus, like. Just next year is all, all going to be about like hashtag want more. Like we've made the playoffs. Hey, let's I'm, start I, it. You heard it here first, ladies and hashtag gentlemen. Want hashtag more. want more. Um, but yeah, just great playoff run last year. But now it's it's time to to take that, build on it. You know, going forward. Yeah, a lot like of, you, yeah, like you said, just excited to see. You know, if our guys really want it bad enough, and just if they're going to put in the work. So, you know, yeah, you, you hoping heard, for the best. You heard Aaron Gordon um, after what was that game five that we lost and, you know, finished the series against Toronto. He said, or maybe it was the that a couple days later, I think it was at the exit interviews when I think he said, the, yeah. this is going to be my most, like, effective, focused, efficient summer that I've had. So as good as Aaron has been the last two years. Well, you know, I've been listening to other people talk, and they're saying, you know, Aaron Gordon's a little, like, he he's – the potential's there, but he hasn't shown it, and then they're not sure whether or not he will show it. But you know, the guy's only how old is he? He's twenty three. But like um, people that say that, turn to them like, okay, have you heard of my friend Pascal Siakam? Because that guy's twenty five. Yeah, and this is by far the best year that he's had. So like, give him time. Like I hear people I, say, trade Ag. You're freaking out of your mind. Like yeah. he has all the tools. He's got the drive. He's got all the athletic yeah, ability. Just saying, he's like, going to put it together. You know, when he got drafted, like, he's underperformed. And it's like, let the guy, like, he's getting better every year. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's not getting better. And, you know, just making the playoffs now in that push is hopefully something that's going to get him to that next level. I think it will. But to say, you know, he's underperformed and, like, he's just going to get better. I, that's I, it. I think so, too. So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up the, the top five moments of the 2018-2019 season. We do have a few honorable mentions. Uh, one, the uh, AG alley-oop, the, you know, the one hand on the back of his head. Yeah, the head. mailman done. The mailman Carl Malone homage uh, against Detroit at home. Yeah, that DJ, was on November 7th. Yeah, DJ throws the lob to him. He just, you know, it was a close game, too. I think we were down by three when he, when he uh, you know, made that dunk. Yeah. So. We we ended up losing that game, but I, yeah, that's not fine. that's not the point of this. And then uh, next one um, is going to be the Isaac block on Embiid against Philadelphia, November fourteenth. He has, I mean, Embiid's coming down the lane, and he's got to have what would you say like thirty forty pounds at least? Yeah, Embiid's on huge. Jonathan, we all know on Jonathan. That. So he comes down, tries to raise up. You know, Jonathan makes contact with the ball, and then Embiid ends up getting stuffed on the rim. But then the ball goes, you know, the other way. Jonathan Simmons gets the ball to Terrence Ross. He hits a three uh, to put the the magic up ninety three to ninety two. And that's the same game that uh, you know we talked about our number five moment. That was the same game that Terrence Ross had that that go ahead three. Three, yeah. So. Uh, the next one, Will, this is one is going to be your favorite. You want to talk a little bit about that one? Yeah, my favorite is the little uh, the fake pass DJ does to, to Trey Young. Turn him um, around. Yeah, versus Atlanta. You know, he just dribbles down low. He's stuck a little bit. Fakes it behind Trey's, uh, Trey's back. Trey goes, where'd the ball go? Turns around. DJ just turns around and then hits the, ma- hits the little fadeaway. Yeah. Man, I love those plays. I, I love DJ because like, he just is a small guy and he's a fighter. But I just found it so funny in the meetings between Atlanta and the Magic that like he just it's so easy for him to get under Trey Young's skin. 
Yeah. Nothing, not to take any weight, anything away from DJ, but it's no secret that Trey Young is probably going to have the better trajectory as far as like career. So like, why are you letting DJ Augustine like bother you so bad? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's a rookie. He's he's going to learn. That just comes with experience and you the know. savvy vet, DJ yeah. Augustine. And then the last one, we'd be yeah. remiss if we didn't mention Mo Bamba's you know debut opening night. Uh, on October 17th against Miami, 13 points, 7 rebounds, 2 blocks. Yeah, we were there for that game. We were in I mean opening night. Just yeah. you could you could just see the how raw he was, but at the same time you could see the the potential that he has. Had a had a few games that, you know, might be a little bit better as far as like the efficiency, point scored, blocks. Yeah. There are a couple of games that he hit, you know, um, like two out of three threes, but really I mean, this was the first time that we got him, got a chance to look at him. You know all the excitement you know around him. So yeah. for me, that that's going to be one of the mo- the most memorable moments. You know, Mo his his debut. I think once he gets healthy, puts on a little bit more weight. Some people are saying, Magic fans, we love you, but just please stop talking about trading everybody right now. Yeah, I seen like, that, especially like, like on Twitter. Like, let's trade Mo and Aaron and Fournier and everybody yeah, we have. It's just, like, it's just getting a little bit crazy. But everybody, you know, just 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 pump the brakes. We've got a solid core. Mo, Jonathan, Markel Fultz, and AG. Just give it some time. Let let's see let's see how these guys develop. Uh, Jonathan still got room to develop. Aaron's gonna get better. We have no idea what's gonna happen with Mo and and with Fultz right now. But let's just let's just be happy. We just made the playoffs. We had a a great season. Let's let's just keep the the positivity going. Not, yeah. We're not talking about being homers, but just we the answer every single year isn't to just trade everybody. That's just I mean that's not how teams operate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody no team gets successful by <laughs> it's like every single year, oh just trade everybody. Just get them the all the hell out of here. Like just Yeah. It's it, we're we're on the right path now. Just be patient with, you know, with John and Jeff. Don't worry about a thing. Don't, every don't, little no, thing stop, gonna stop, be stop, all right. Stop. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna wrap up this week's episode, guys. These were the the top five moments of the two, 2018-2019 Orlando Magic season. A couple honorable mentions in there. So hit us up on you know either Facebook or yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what your guys' favorite moments uh, you know of the season was. Yeah. If there's anything that we missed, you know, let us know. Yeah. Love to hear from you guys. Send us a tweet or an Instagram. You can hashtag us at the Six Man Show. Hashtag want more. I'm hashtag want more. I'm taking. We're trading. We're owning. Right we are owning yeah. that. Hashtag want more. You see anybody post that, you know, throughout the the off season or in the next season or whatever? Maybe somebody else already posted that, but we're trademarking it right yeah, now. Yeah, we're so. gonna do that. All but. right, guys. Well, this has been an episode of the Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!